if you take a Riley Black project trip to Disney, we right. can argue that. But you want to come? On yeah, the boat. absolutely. Take it on the boat. I'm on the boat. I'm on a Disney trip. See, this is what your accountant is for. <laughs> And welcome back to the Riley Back Project with Chris and John. Hey. Are you well rested from our vacation? I want to yawn right now. Mm. And we've, um, <laughs> yeah, so we we just got back, but uh, yeah. this will be two two weeks, right? Because we have one pod, one pre-recorded podcast now. This yeah, week. that airs today. That airs today. Yeah. It's out now. And then one next and then week. One next week. Yeah. So this, is, so, uh, so this one's next week. If you um, listen to the Julie Ward episode, um, yeah, that was right John uh, shot us in the foot. Um, and you know, I said I had a few extra, couple of extra days to vacation. my vacation, so that if just in case, just in case, like something um, happens, something happened, like you know, a flight being canceled. And I said, don't and, you dare speak that into existence. And then we get rebooked on a flight the same day, and then the luggage, that conveyor belt thing is broken and they don't have enough staff so we missed our connecting flight in atlanta which meant we spent another day we spent a day in atlanta not even a day like hours because we got out of the airport what at like 12 uh we got to the hotel at 12 at 12 12 ish yeah and then got like dinner at we hadn't we hadn't eaten right pretty much all day except breakfast right um so we ate taco bell at at 1 a.m uh, and then we had to be up at 3.30 yeah. to, uh, to leave to go for our next flight. Yeah. So with two small kids. Yeah, that was um, fun. It was really fun. And by yeah, fun, I fun mean miserable. Not, yeah, I was going to say fun is not the yes. word I would use. But yeah. um, a different F word. Yeah. F-ing miserable, yep. maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. It was a shit show. For yeah. Sure. But yeah. Sure. And, uh, you know, we've touched on a little bit about you know the difficulties we've had with um jr and stuff and <laughs> those didn't go away and yeah those um he didn't they, take a vacation no no he did not so yeah that was mm-hmm. we had some tough moments which yeah. you know we understand to a certain extent because like we weren't having a good time either it just right. kind of it just amplified yeah. you know those already stressful moments when you know we then now have to deal with what these stressful moments are doing to our kid who can't process emotions the same way, you know, that we can right. or, or whatever. So, um, yeah, but we, we survived yep. and we got our one day of snow. Only one. We did. And it was the I last mean, one. I don't know that I want to <laughs> say that it was worth it because that sucked pretty bad. Um, yeah, it was but the it cause was, of our delays. It was amazing to see his face light up and yeah. I got like some videos and some yeah. pictures of him literally just, living his best life yeah, throwing, throwing snowball. snowballs at you yeah. um and jackson was loving it too he was laughing even though he was like cold and like yeah. why am i out here <laughs> um but yeah so it was it was a great trip with family and friends yeah um it did kind of suck because a lot of people were sick there was so, so many people sick the, in Colorado. yeah the first day so every time we go out there we um, try to set aside Friday and Saturday night mm-hmm. to see f- right. uh, friends. Right. So have and, yeah. And so like, you know, there's not enough time for me to go visit everybody. And there's right. a couple people that, you know, will actually go to, to visit them and stuff um, just because that's what works best for them. Um, but for the most part, we try to have 90% of the people come right. to us just because it's so limited in time. Right. You know, if we try to, 
personally visit everybody that it would be like four or five people you know and it it's exhausting to drive around from like one place to the next and 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 get naps in now right yeah because now we have like naps for the baby and and getting them to bed at a decent time and and that kind of stuff so um yeah friday the first night that we had set aside uh, there was like five people who either canceled or mm-hmm. came alone because their family right. was sick or they were sick or right. or whatever. So that definitely was was disappointing. There's some people we didn't see at all because you know, right. they were sick. Um, so, some people we almost didn't see because they right. were sick. Yeah, which was yeah, exactly. Kind of sucks. So but. yeah, but I mean, overall, it was um, it was a great trip. Mm-hmm. But we're definitely happy to be home yeah um yeah. we have a couple um appointments coming up for for jr mm-hmm. so i'm i'm hopeful yep. that was its own shit show while we were yep. out there um yeah they weren't returning my calls or answering my calls yeah and so then we decided I, to call from a different number and i guess called what? from john's phone they and they answered up. so so yeah not saying she's blocked but she's blocked something because um yeah and it's like it's not like i even went crazy yet like being blocked kind of caused me (laughs) to want to go a little crazy right like again i don't know that i'm blocked but please give me please give me another explanation right right um as to why i'm calling and leaving messages and they're not being returned then you call from from a different number and they answer immediately yeah it's just a little a little concerning but (sighs) we'll get it we have a third phone when we so do, we have a third phone one, number that we'll we can try. Ahead, when... We'll just go ahead and set appointments for the rest of the year on that third one. And then you don't have to answer a call because we right, got like, appointments. Fine, don't answer. I just I just need an appointment. Right. I just need help for, for my child. Us. Yeah, You're going to see it. <laughs> You're not getting rid of me because I'm desperate <laughs> and overwhelmed and want solutions yeah. for Yeah, but it was child, it was but... a fun trip. It was a really fun trip yeah. um, seeing everyone. And all. One, I mean, we got some vouchers out of it, although it sucked. Mm-hmm. We got some vouchers that. Yeah, I will say, I will say, Ooh. the airline was. Yeah, don't di- give them too much credit. Not but... too well. Listen, listen, it was the airport's fault, not the airlines. That's true. Which sucked, but still. But the 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 pilots were out there loading the planes. Man, that was amazing. They I got, were out there I with had luggage. to video that yes. and like huge shout out to those captains yeah. because like. The it was and cold and they're yeah. in dress and shoes they're, they're in their and pilot, they're like yeah. co-pilot or pilot like mm-hmm. jackets yeah, which are just like then for the for inside the plane not yeah, for exactly. outside in the no. snow yeah yeah so they, they were, were out there pitching they didn't in. have to do that mm-hmm. i mean i'm sure they wanted to go they just wanted, as much right. as us but like right. still yeah. yeah so they were out there helping and then when we finally flew into atlanta mm-hmm. and we went to the counter and explained to them you know what flight we were on yeah they were like, yeah, well, we're going to set you up in a hotel. Right. Um, we're going to set these vouchers. Do you want yeah. your bags? Which that part was a little bit because we said, yes, we wanted our bags. Yes. And then when we went down to baggage claim, they're like, oh, no, no she didn't request They didn't it. request your bags. Like, so it's going to be me. two hours. So yeah. that was we had to go to the hotel without any bags. So right. that meant no change of clothes. I slept in no, my contacts. <laughs> right. Right. No contact Which it solution. It definitely will change how I fly going forward i mean it sucks because i don't like you know with liquids you have to a lot of times you have to pack those like separately Mm -hmm. and like you know um it but it will change like what i pack in my my carry on for sure that the boys didn't have worst case scenario we need to have like what we need to make it through Through to the next morning right you know and even maybe not the sound machines because they're not going to sleep well anyway Mm -hmm. sure if we have the room 
like right by all means if we have the room in our carry-ons um but like at least toothbrushes and right. like toothbrushes and contact solution yeah. like that's really maybe the main yeah and that's like the main thing yeah. that like i really wish you know we yeah, for sure we would have had um when we didn't have them so yeah. Yeah. yeah and you know in hindsight maybe we like the time it would have taken to get our bags would have meant then we would have ran out of time to even go to the hotel and and lay down mm -hmm. but it was frustrating to request our bags wait in this long line to where we thought we'd be picking them up mm -hmm. and to be told that it wasn't done right. properly so right. it was just it was it was right. and then the yeah. then the shuttle with the phone the on the phone, it says it ends at 11. It was already 11.30. Yeah. Call the hotel. It's like, oh, it's 24 hours. No. Well, so we I called the hotel, and they told me, no, it goes until 1 a.m. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, that's weird because on your recording, it right. says from 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. It was 11.30. And I'm like, mm, okay. And then she's like, no, it's until 1 a.m. And I'm like, well, why run it from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m.? So they get like a four-hour four hour window right. where they don't have to cover anything. And I'm like, right. maybe they know something. I don't know where there's not typically mm -hmm. that many flights between that time or whatever. But we needed to head to the airport at 4, 4 a.m. So I'm like, yeah. if it runs at 5, like now we're missing both windows. Mm -hmm. And then we got to the hotel and they're like, no, it's 24 hours a yeah. day every 30 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Okay. And then they, they, I don't know if it was like the van or how it was. Cause you know, you were looking at the speedometer, but man, it felt like they were driving it on like felt, a, yeah. a, the, a course, like a yeah. race car. Yeah. They were only doing 50, lot. but it, that was a fast 50 oh my God. on that bus. Yeah. It was, and then people, they were cramming people in there on the way to, it was, it was, it was sketch. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, <laughs> it was definitely a uh, experience. Yeah. Um, but overall, yeah. amazing trip. But yeah. I am glad to be home yep. to some mm -hmm. some normalcy. Yep, it did spoil us because we didn't stay with family. We stayed at a hotel, oh, which did. was which was fairly nice. Um, I think if we do an Airbnb, that's going to spoil us even more. It might because we'll have like we won't have to worry about them stomping around and making too much noise right. with the neighbors. Yeah, that was a little um, frustrating because yeah. we were on. I think maybe if we go again, we if there is that the room that we need available on the first floor mm -hmm. just being on the first floor because i'd rather like yeah that's be that'd be a little bit better yeah i mean the screaming was wasn't that right. bad no it was more so jr running around stomping and everything we we're on the second floor we're like please right like and, i can well, only did, imagine how that it also didn't help that us. the reviews you read were the thin walls yeah and so, so we I'm were like, like hyper aware hype, yeah of that of like the, just yeah. how loud there are people downstairs jr there are people downstairs <laughs> yeah yeah to a to a hyper five year old, was, but that was our was trip in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah, um, we have a really good guest this week. Yes, um, I've been excited be, about this one. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about finances. Yeah. Um, and this one's in person. Yeah, which is um, which we great. don't we yeah we haven't had the luxury of doing right. too many of those. Too many we, in it person. was only our third one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So third, third in person guest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because we did the Eon Emily, Emily. and Eon yep. Tech team, and I think mm -hmm. that's all we've had so yep. far in person. So. Yeah. So it'll yeah. be exciting. Um. So uh, we'll go get her, and uh, we'll be right back. Brb. Hey guys, thanks for watching and listening. If you'd like to support us monetarily now or in the future, here are a few ways. You could join us on Patreon and reach out to us to run ads on the podcast for only twenty dollars, by the way. Only twenty dollars. You could also buy a file from my Etsy shop, some keychain accessories from my website, uh, the course to learn some file designs, or explore one of my partnerships with either Eon or Pyburn. 
yeah, and you can find all those links on our Facebook group. That's the Riley Black Project. Yep. To support us for $0 a month, you can share the podcast with your laser friends, subscribe to our YouTube channel, interact with our content, share, like, comment. And subscribe and leave a review on our Apple podcast. Mm -hmm. And then follow us on social media. That's Facebook and Instagram. The Riley Black Project. Yes, we appreciate your support so much. Uh, we have big dreams of John joining yes. us full time. And anything that you can do monetarily or for free to help us get there, we yes. appreciate it so much. And we're back with our live guest, Katie Gallo with Hi. the Gallo Group. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> oh, welcome, welcome along and welcome to uh, the party. Right? I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. What do you think about yeah. the studio? Yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you. I love it. And my favorite is the um, the balloon, balloon dog. dog. Yeah, <laughs> I need one of those. I need one of those for my office. Amazon. Yeah. And right. it comes in all the colors. Yes. <laughs> Although you might go through like 15 before you get one that's not broken. Oh, okay. So that actually, <laughs> not the pooping one. Oh, no? That the was funny, the other one. So the, <laughs> the funny part is when we were setting up the studio and I was trying to get decor, um, I just got a regular red balloon dog. Well, the first one arrived broken. The second one arrived broken. The third one arrived blue. And then the fourth one arrived intact, yeah. finally. Yeah. And then I saw this one. And I was like, shit. <laughs> now I really like that one. And so, yeah, now yeah. we have a random red one on our uh, on our bar. bar. Yeah. We have a blue one that we're hiding because... Like, I want to give it to the boys, but they're, like, wrecking balls. So, like, I'd have to give it to them. Oh, yeah. If it didn't handle the trip. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's not going to handle a five-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, but, yeah, random. And then this one was from Etsy. That one's my second favorite. The poor. Yeah. That's so cool. I love it. I love it all. I love the aesthetic. Yeah. (laughs) It's the Riley Black aesthetic. Right? Yeah. Red and black. Well, so I we've talked about you guys a ton on the show, kind of like indirectly, because one of the things that I really recommend to small business owners is getting accounting help, especially if it's something they don't know how to do, or like in my case, I don't enjoy doing it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, and I kept, you know, when I, before I got you guys, I kept putting it off and, you know, six months, eight months would go of the year. And I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And then now I haven't done anything and it's going to take me like weeks to catch up on everything. And mm-hmm. I probably won't do it properly. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't submitting quarterly taxes. I mean, I also wasn't accepting a ton of local orders yet. So that did kind of help. It wasn't like I was evading <laughs> much tax, right. if any at all, but still. Um, so yeah, I, it was one of the biggest investments, I guess, that I made initially. Um, it was kind of like, not really my employee, but a little bit like the first thing that I outsourced um, for my business, because I just knew that I needed to take care of it. And the money was like well worth it at the time for sure. And it still oh, yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. It just saves you so much like anxiety yeah, because tons. you know, it's, it's a, um, a highly unknown area for a mm-hmm. lot of business owners because a lot of people, when they start their businesses, they didn't take extensive accounting courses or right. business courses or even at all. Right. They just know how to do their craft. So, right. um, taking the time to delegate those things that you don't know how to do leaves you time to focus on your craft and not have to worry about those things. So yeah, um, 
So my name is Katie again. Um, I work with the Gallo Group. That's our family accounting firm. And Crystal is one of our clients, yes. and we love her very much. And I have to give a shout-out to Mindy. She'll probably be mad if I don't. <laughs> but Mindy is the one who recommended me to you guys. And yes. I'm so thankful that she did because, yeah, it was a lifesaver for sure. Yes, and we love Mindy too. And um, uh, you, your industry is a really cool little niche of ours that we have. Um, a lot of people, especially after the pandemic, um, quit their traditional jobs, wanted mm -hmm. to look for something new and started saying, Hey, I really like doing this thing. I think I could make some money off of it. Right. I'm going to start my own business. So it was really cool to see a lot of people take that jump and yeah. make that, um, step up between like something that's just like a hobby and a right. passion and you just enjoy doing, you're not making money. Maybe you accept some money from people to like right. zero out the cost, yeah. but you're not making a profit Right. to saying, Hey, I think I can make this something into profitable. Right. And it's a different mindset and there's yeah. different things that you need to start doing. And if you're ready to do that, you will grow your business exponentially. Right. And so we were talking a little bit before the show, you were saying how like when you take it from a hobby to an actual business and when does the government <laughs> think that it's a hobby and when do they think it's an actual business? Yeah. So the difference between a hobby and a business is a hobby is kind of something you're going to be engaged um, in not for a profit motive. So it's mm -hmm. because you enjoy doing it. Um, it's something that people around you need and you're not necessarily um, growing it. Mm -hmm. So that um, is not looked at as a business, um, the, not anything the IRS is next necessarily going to care too much about Right. when it's profit generating and you're making a profit, you mm -hmm. are doing things that a business would do. You're, um, researching and developing things. You're mm -hmm. looking into the cheapest way to do things. You are marketing, mm -hmm. you are looking into your clientele. Those are business driving things that you're doing. Right. So, um, if that's where your head is, you're probably more in the space where you should register as a business and start right. following the rules because not only um, does it protect you when you start to make money, mm -hmm. yeah. it also legitimizes you a little bit more. Right. People feel more comfortable dealing with a right. business with with a name, right. with, um, with clout, and right. instead of just like someone they're not sure they're going to be able to really deliver on what they're promising. Right. Yeah. And so what are some of the first steps when you make that decision that you're going to kind of shift from hobby to business. Yeah. So the first thing I would recommend doing is registering your business with the state, wherever you live, you could do that, um, with the department of revenue and, um, you can either form an LLC or a corporation mm -hmm. off the, from the start. Um, LLCs are a little bit more loosely formed than corporations are. Um, there's not a lot of rules in how to maintain them. You don't need to have meetings. You don't need mm -hmm. to have a board. Um, and what it really does for the entrepreneur is it provides protection. Mm -hmm. So if when you're a business owner and you are just a sole proprietor, if you Me. engage <laughs> in business, no, you're not. Yes. You're, are you an LLC though? No. You're, no, you have an LLC. No. Yes, you do. No, I don't. I'm a sole prop. I'm an individual. Okay, then we need to talk. <laughs> we need to talk. We need to talk because you work mostly with my sister and my mom. So yeah. um, I'm definitely going to have to talk well, to them because so we... maybe I'm going to have to steal you. <laughs> Please do. I, I, my main thing and what I really love to work well, with is yeah. making that transition to LLC and then even to S Corp. We can talk well, more so, yeah, about. We did, I did talk to uh, your mom. Yeah. I talked to her about the S Corp um, earlier this year. 
Um, cause we, I mean, we were growing really quickly and then the economy kind of went to shit and then like, so did everything else. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't make that switch then, but it's definitely been on my mind of like what to switch to. But yeah, I started as soul prop just because again, I was at the time when I registered, I was exploring whether this could actually be like a business. Right. So I didn't want the commitment, I guess, yet of, you know, the LLC and, and all mm-hmm. of that. But I wanted to go through the route of actually, you know, becoming like legitimate business. Right. Yeah. Right. So this will be helpful for you to hear that. Yeah. So for, for you to go from a sole prop proprietor to an LLC, mm-hmm. there's actually no tax difference in mm-hmm. what you'd be doing. Yeah. So your taxes would still be reported the same. The self-employment tax would still be the same. So mm-hmm. there wouldn't be any additional taxes involved mm-hmm. in that. What the LLC does is it just provides you protection. So yeah. say you're dealing with somebody who you sell a product to, mm-hmm. something happens, they want to sue you. Right. When they sue a sole proprietor, they, they can come for everything, yeah. everything that that sole prop personally owns. Right. With an LLC, they can only go after what that LLC owns. Mm-hmm. So that's why I always encourage when people make that shift, get all the personal stuff out of the business. Right. Yeah. Start giving yourself a distribution or a right. paycheck because mm-hmm. that way, if anything happens, none yeah. of your personal assets will be liable. Right. So that's what an LLC does. It, yeah. it doesn't necessarily put you in a different um, right. operating circumstance. You're yeah. not going to really have to change anything you're doing, right. but you're just protected. Yeah. And then once you're ready to go from an LLC to an S corp, that's more, that's like another higher level up where right. now you're required to file a tax return on behalf of your company. Mm-hmm. You're required to take a salary as the yeah. owner. So that's where I see businesses when they start hitting the revenues of like twenty to $40,000, like mm-hmm. net revenues after right. expenses. That's when that tax benefit becomes comparable right. to what the self-employment tax is. Right. So that's where I, what I like to work on with my clients is like pointing out those opportunities. I'm yeah. like, okay, here's our goal to be here right. and let's work toward that. But um, as far as um, just doing an LLC, it's really just for your protection and, yeah. and confidence that your consumer is also going to work with someone who's protected. Right. And, yeah. and you know, there's also a lot of opportunities that come from being with an L- an LLC. Like you can open up your own business bank accounts. Mm-hmm. You can apply for business funding. You can start mm-hmm. building business credit. Right. So, and it's a really good pathway to a growing business. Yeah. I do have a business account now. That was one of the first things I did after right. um, I set up the, the sole propriety. Cause one, I mean, when we were just doing it from our regular checking account and I couldn't tell anything because it was right. all mixed in. I had no idea how I was doing, right. how much I was spending on materials or anything like that. So one of that, that was one of the first steps I made after registering. Um, and it was great because it, it definitely helps a lot to have it just all in, in one place. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's what, I tell my clients when they give me bank statements with a bunch of personal stuff on it, I'm like, this is none of my business. Right. I don't want to know any of this. Right. Like I, I always tell, cause like I, my clients are always emailing me like, I'm about to do this. Can I pay for it with my business? And my answer always back is your business can pay for anything. Right. It can pay for a new jet right. for like you personally, if that's what you have the money for. Right. What, the difference is, is the story it's going to tell on your income statement or on your balance sheet. Right. So um, when you're making a distribution to yourself that has a different story than necessarily what taking a paycheck is or other expenses. Mm-hmm. So having the ability to look at your information and just know I'm getting the full story about my business is, right. is worth 
organizing all of your personal stuff out of it. Just right. figure out how much you need from your company each month, take it in yeah. a paycheck or so, transfer that's something, it. That's something I need to do because right now, like as I need to, I'll pull from my business, but it's like, it's never planned. It's always yeah. just like bits and pieces. Right. And so that's one of the things I guess I want to like put in the universe of like a goal for next year of like, okay, I'm going to pull 500 a month or a thousand a month from the business. And then that's what we use for cushions, you know, right. elsewhere. Cause yeah. I mean, gosh, especially on this Colorado yeah, trip, trip, that was uh, yeah. a lot more expensive than we really had budgeted considering we spent $150 in like 20 minutes after we landed oh, or an yeah, hour. The, oh my gosh. From the lift to the hotel and then yeah, to the car. And the rental. And, and yeah, yeah, it was, it was just, I was like, Okay, yeah. didn't budget enough for that one. And so, you know, there and then also I realized halfway through our trip we were doing a lot of DoorDash and my business account was attached to that mm -hmm. because of the last time I went on a trip, it was a business trip. Right. And, you know, so I had it like attached for that reason and then I never unattached it. And then, you know, halfway in the trip, I was like, oh, all those DoorDashes were coming out of my business <laughs> yeah. account. And okay. how you can handle that is either send an email to us and say, hey, the DoorDash orders from this state to yep. this state, throw to my distributions. Or mm. you can total up themselves right. and you can just reimburse your account back and mm. let us know. Right. Yeah. So yeah, your business is yours. Yeah. You can pay for whatever right. you want from yeah. your business. The um, what I preach is just it's better to build that consistency and that clarity yes. of yeah. like I want that. Yeah, like sure. I know I can pull this much from my business each month to take care of me, and right. it can still run. It can right. still take care of my expenses yeah. and what I need to take care of. Taking this is no problem for me. Yeah. So that's um, I like to um kind of evaluate my clients' cash flow like that and ask yeah. them questions like, is your business doing what you, exactly it is you want it right. to for you? Yeah. Like, are you finding that you're not walking away enough? It's not taking care of you. Right. Are you finding your expenses are hard to maintain? You can't right. make the product or the service that you're trying to fulfill. What is – I like to kind of look at finances like a story. Like I yeah. said, every everything is – kind of decipherable in, in the effect it's going to have on your business for right. you. So do you need, if you're not really getting a lot of customers and you're noticing like, I'm not really out there, I'm not getting a lot of outreach, look at your advertising budget. Are you spending anything? Right. Is it nothing? Maybe right. you need to start reinvesting there or right. is it so high and you're not seeing what the right. effects are? Yeah. You need to look at that and say, yeah. okay, right. I need a new marketing agency or new right. marketing right. tactic. Yeah. So that's, what that does. That's you send us your bank statements and right. we put in all the information, send you yeah. a nice report back and say, right. this is how you're performing. Right. And it really helps you as the business owner know, are your goals working or yeah. are they not? Right. right. And it's a good time to like, it's more like when, when hiring you guys, not hiring, but when joining the, the yeah, group. Yeah, it's a partnership. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not just for taxes and for someone to deal with the with the. Right. Bank. You can check in periodically. Yeah. Right. And see like where you are. Yeah. And maybe if you have plans to expand, right. have a meeting to see like, hey, can I financial? Can I do this? Yeah. yeah. Is this a good time? Should I wait? Should I have done this two, two, three right. months ago? Yeah. Right. Like people could set up. Um, meetings and kind of talk about where they are and where they want to be. Yeah, that's what I love. I love when help my decide for the to numbers me. too, because yeah. like we can get a report, but we can't. Like sometimes, like we don't. 
necessarily know like what do those numbers mean are those good numbers is that a good average for the size and an age of my business you know that kind of stuff yeah one thing i like to keep in mind about my clients and what i think a lot of accounting professionals kind of disregard is that my clients aren't accountants right so i need to bridge the gap between (laughs) the questions you have about your business right (laughs) the questions you have about your business and what you can do and what your numbers are saying about that and i can't you can't just ask me a question and I shoot an income statement to you and go, well, this is what you're saying. And you're going to understand what that means. Right. I have to go. Right. We have to bridge that connection for you because then you're feeling more successful and more knowledgeable and more motivated. People are more motivated when they feel confident than going, oh God, I don't know what they're saying. I'm afraid to ask. And now I'm afraid to make a decision because I don't know what to do. So I'm going to keep doing the same thing. Right. So that doesn't work either. So Mm -hmm. like I, um, I know accounting gives the ick to a lot mm-hmm. of people. Right. <laughs> Me, like, yeah. I never really like liked it, but it was just kind of what I always fell into. And then, yeah, I got the degree and then I kind of hated it even more than I did before. I was two years away from being finished with my degree. And I had literally made the decision like that that wasn't going to be what I did with my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it was a rough two years because it was like, m- like, basically temporarily memorizing all that stuff just so I could pass the test oh, yeah. and get my degree. That's but what it, testing is. And, uh, yeah. And I couldn't, like, so I didn't really retain any of it, but I knew enough of it to know that I wasn't doing it like how I should and, and all that. So yeah, it was, it was a, it was a perfect, it was the best investment for me at the time. Because again, even if I had like retained all of that knowledge, uh, you know, you, you can't mess around with that stuff because no. I mean, you do, if you do it incorrectly, it could be like pretty detrimental. So yeah, it's important. Yeah. Like there's, um, kind of this misconception sometimes about accountants that, um, you come to us and we create the information for you. Like we have like some sort of machine or right. some sort of crystal ball Magic. that, yeah, that we can, you know, you tell us what you want to pay in taxes or what you want to get back and right. we can make that happen for you. Right. And, and that's just not what it is. We yeah. are glorified, like data readers. At right. best. Like we are just <laughs> yeah. telling you what the consequences of your financial right. actions are. Right. And, that's that's the typical accountant. That's the yeah. role of what a standard accountant would do. Where I like to go that one step further is is helping my clients now say, okay, how do we make it better for you though? Because right. I, I see the looks on their faces or I see mm-hmm. the deflation when someone's expecting a refund and they right. don't get it or right. they weren't expecting to owe so much taxes and they do. Like right. I see it and there's ways to plan. Like uh-huh. you said, like the accountant is not just for tax time. Right. Yeah. It's for any time you have a question, you should mm-hmm. be seeing, if you're a business owner, you should be seeing your accountant at least once a quarter yeah. to talk about how your performance was that quarter, right. if everything was going as it should. Yeah. So it's really just a valuable um, professional to have in your pocket yeah. as a business owner that I recommend everyone have. And you can have varying levels of relationships with accountants that are once a quarter. They just look at your stuff. They check you over. You can take care of all of it um, or they're your full staff. So Mm -hmm. that's really up to you and what your needs are. But I definitely recommend doing it at the very least. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people in this industry since, I mean, I've said it like a bunch of times, people kind of like work you know, in their garage or in their extra bedroom. Mm. So they don't feel like they're really a business. Yeah. Even if they have a name, they have a presence on social media and they're selling. Yeah. They feel like, oh, but this is just what I do at mm-hmm. home. Right. You know, well, and we feel like we time. have to do it all. 
Right, right. Like, and then you don't you, like there's no help. That, yeah. Or you, you can't yeah. afford. Right. You can't afford like to outsource things. Yeah. So they try to do it themselves. Um, I think you should look into outsourcing, especially yeah. for something so important as finances. Yeah. Um, not so much to be like, you know, I mean, yes, you want to be good with the government because they will come and get your stuff. <laughs> right. But you also want to know if, you know, you do want to grow. We all want to grow. Right. You know, like yeah. when we um, when we were talking about expanding into more of a media for me to edit and stuff, we we set up a meeting to see, like, what that would look like. Mm-hmm. And then you kind you guys kind of, like, set us in a course that we didn't think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we thought we could just branch out. We just do yeah. this and that. And you're like, oh, well, it's a little bit different. And this, and so you guys gave us a different pathway to do it, kind of, but still being within, you know, right. what our you want to do yeah. exactly. Yeah, you just gave us a kind of a smarter way, I guess, yeah. to do it. Um, which is great because, like you famously say, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So that's our mantra. That's yeah. we yeah. say that all the time. Yeah. So it's good to check in and and just have that have that resource. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and keep you straight. Well, with the when government. when I signed up, you know, it was early on, um, but. It was and it was only fifty dollars a month, and it's not much higher than that, if, like for now because I pay quarterly. Um, but fifty dollars a month, especially then, like to a small business when you know you don't have a ton of money coming in, yeah, that's a lot. But fifty dollars a month to not have to think about that, and when you do think about it, you have like a educated like opinion behind it is mm-hmm. like it's just it's priceless for oh, sure absolutely. So. And, it, and it just helps you in the long run mm-hmm. um it helps you avoid things that maybe could be detrimental to right. you have you not known it from another right. person um and like i liked the example that you said of like you know the people who are working out of their garages mm-hmm. or, or from their homes not really thinking they're legit right. businesses right. and they are entirely yeah. and, and they have a tax burden if they're bringing in a profit. Right. And um, I find people like that, they're either deducting nothing and they're not, right. they're, you're, they're not you can miss the out on either. the right. opportunities. Absolutely. Like um, uh, we were talking a little bit about the 1099 K things. Right. And if yeah. you're registered on Etsy or certain things, you're getting a 1099 K anyway. Right. So once you get that tax document for someone who's not so experienced, this might be their first year doing it. Right. They may not think that's a big deal. They right. go, Oh, okay. Etsy issued me, let's say a $15,000 1099. Right. Let me go do my taxes. Well, they'll find out there's a 15.3% tax on top of their federal income tax right. due with that and be like, Oh my God, right. Weren't keeping track of any of their expenses. Right and don't know how to get that balance down. Right. So it's not, yeah, it's not only like you're, you're not being kind of like sneaky and getting away right. with things. You might be missing out on massive opportunities right. as right. well. Yeah, good Like point. your home deductible. Right. Like all that stuff, yeah. like just sitting right. in your home and making stuff right. to sell, there are deductible well, yeah, opportunities like, I mean, the there. fact that we, right. like that we converted this garage right. into the studio and, and we use this square footage for one, that and my room, the square footage of my my office and using the internet and like all of those right. things like they all they're all used by the business yeah and so you can share some of that cost you know with the business so that you know it takes down that burden as well. Yeah. And someone who does all their accounting and bookkeeping right now might be listening to this and going, oh my God, I have to deduct this. Oh my God, I have to deduct this. And this, and that is what an accountant will do for you. They will put the 
those um, signals out to you and say, okay, have we considered this? And right, have we right. considered this? And I always ask my clients, is there anything personally you've done? Do right. you, have you made any personal deposits into the business or right. any personal expenses outside of here? I, I like right. to capture it all. So there's right. just having that person who's like, hey, we're going to do this and let's make sure we have everything. Right. Yeah. So what are, what are some like... I guess common mistakes or or common things that people just don't think about when when it comes to finances in a small business. So a, a easy one to kind of get screwed by, but um, probably one of the easiest ones to maintain every year that I see people get hit with often is the renewing of the annual report mm -hmm. on for Florida it's Sunbiz. So you'll get an email every year that mm -hmm. says, you know, it's time to renew your annual report. You go on there. Um, I think it's like 136 and mm -hmm. change to renew it and you're good for the year. The problem is a lot of people don't read their emails mm -hmm. and they're not up on renewal dates sometimes, especially if you don't have a professional who's following up on them with you. And if you don't, at least in the state of Florida, if you don't renew your business license in time, it is an additional $500 mm -hmm. to renew. And I've seen people say, I have to close my business down. Yeah, I'm not paying this. Right. to renew it. So that's that's when I'm always like, make sure you're staying on top of that one, at least just yeah. keeping your business active mm -hmm. because that could be the difference in you paying hundreds of dollars to reinstate your business mm -hmm. or needing to shut down and start a new one, which right. is also not fun right. if you don't want to do that. And um, another thing I would mention is um, staying on top of your deductible expenses. Mm -hmm. That's That's one thing I feel like a lot of people sometimes think they can kind of especially uh, with sole proprietors and LLCs, they file what's called a Schedule C on mm -hmm. their tax return. So it's where you can report your income and all your expenses. And I like to call it like build a Schedule C when mm -hmm. like people will come in and they're like, um, I think I did this and um, I think I did that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, so this is not a real Schedule C right. that we're building. <laughs> and I think they kind of hide behind the accountant of, well, the accountant's reporting this for me, and if they report it, it must be okay, and the IRS is not coming for me. Right. Not true. Right. The accountant is only the messenger. We yeah. have um, duties when it comes to certain fraud and, right. and approvals and stuff like that, but once it comes to what you are reporting on your tax return, yeah. we take what you say. for right. it. We believe you. Yeah. So um, there is, you know, there are some people who are more... Uh, liberal than others and what they will write off. And there are mm -hmm. some that are more conservative and I'm only going to write off what's for my business. Right. And that is all very gray. Yeah. Like it's, there's not a rule for every industry. You can argue some wacky expense mm -hmm. right. may be valid. And right. there is literally like a like what do you call it like a committee in the uh -huh. IRS that people go in front of and right. like argue crazy right. tax circumstances yeah. and they will sometimes be like yeah no this sounds good legit deductible yeah so um my philosophy with my clients is like it's have you ever heard like don't post something on social media unless you want your grandma to see it right right so I always say with my clients don't write something off unless you wouldn't go argue it in front of the IRS right so if you have something where it might seem out of it might seem kind of crazy. It might mm -hmm. seem something like not a typical business, but you have a way that it supports what you're doing in your business. Mm -hmm. I'll write it off for you. Like, like, the, Riley, if you like the Riley Black speedboat. <laughs> no, really. For real. Yeah. We'll start the, podcasting from the sea. 
<laughs> that, like, well, it's a legit. I mean, we were podcasting at sea. Yeah, and not only would that be an asset purchase to you, you would also take depreciation marketing. on that yeah. too. Yeah, it's don't, a marketing. Don't don't don't, like don't give him any. We can take the depreciation <laughs> on it. I'm, if, as long as I get free rides on it, <laughs> I'm in. I'm into it. <laughs> so, what are some typical, I guess, deductions that maybe people don't realize are deductions, especially for a small business. What are some of the, like the, I guess the most common, like unknown deductions that someone can take? Yeah. The ones I see people leaving off the table mostly are the home office deductions. They just think because they do something at home, it's not. And even people who have office spaces, but also do work at home, they can write off that for that time that they are at home. It's, Mm -hmm. it's figured on a formula. So it's not like all of your expenses are 100% written off. Right. But if you know the square footage and the amount of time you spend there, right. your your accountant will be able to figure that out for you. Yeah. So home office for sure and definitely like personal personal vehicle expenses, mm-hmm. mileage if you're traveling for business, if right. you're someone um your travel from to your business mm-hmm. place of business would not be considered deductible, mm-hmm. but anything from your place of business to clients would be considered. Mm-hmm. So I always recommend people keep mileage logs because mm-hmm. um you can either take you can take a certain deduction. So you can either take the standard mileage rate where you get a deduction straight off your mileage, mm-hmm. or you can take a portion of your actual travel expenses like your gas and um your any repairs to your car that you had to do. So I always recommend people track both. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the year, you can see which one. Yeah. Yeah. If you, um, if the expenses are more, you can keep, you can, once you choose the standard mileage rate, you have to keep that every year. Mm -hmm. But um, I like to see where the expenses come out. And I only recommend the standard mileage rate for people who are traveling for business. Mm -hmm. So like realtors are a good one to um, qualify for that. Any, Buddy who does like outpatient work where they're traveling to patients, traveling to clients, I'll yeah. recommend that one. But anyone who's like going to one place, yeah. very minor travel, the actual expenses is always the way to go. Um, that one for sure. Phone, personal mm-hmm. cell phone usage, stuff they just buy on personal credit cards and don't even think to deduct it. Um, you can health insurance for um, owners of S Corps. <laughs> yeah, that is deductible. You have to do that a certain way. So it's not as just simple as your business paying right. for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to do it through payroll, but there is no um, federal income tax on it. Mm-hmm. So um, it's definitely an incentive for S-Corp owners wanting yeah. to write off some health insurance. Yeah. Well, um, so, I mean, especially for us when we eventually get yeah, him that's one home. Of the, like, that's one of the big hurdles that we have. Um, in making the shift from me working a traditional job to working for myself is that is that insurance? Yeah, because yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's pretty expensive and you need it. Absolutely, you have it. Yeah, yeah, that is definitely a huge thing. I'm I'm working with a few of my clients now, looking to offer kind of like alternatives to group health insurance because mm-hmm. that's very expensive. So yeah. there are different kind of um, plans that employers can set up for their client or for their employees to give them like a. HSA account yeah. or some sort of health savings plan that is not group insurance, but mm-hmm. is still deductible to the employer mm-hmm. and non-taxable to the employee. Yeah. That's what the important part is. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
We'll definitely have to talk about that part yeah, more. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It sounds like for we're sure. setting up a meeting. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we're up for our next quarterly. Yeah. We haven't yeah. talked to him since like yeah. May. And it, and it is true because when we walked away from that meeting, especially me because it was my first one, um, you do walk away with a sense of empowerment and yeah. like, and knowledge. Like, like knowledge and, and, yeah. and a path essentially for if if not the far future, the near future. Right. So yes. what to do until the next meeting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, you do feel empowered. Yeah, because yeah, everything is ever developing. You're not going right. to come, at least what we hope for, we're, you're not going to come into our next meeting with the same level of profits. And this, right. we're hoping right. that's growing. And we're hoping right. every time we're looking and reevaluating that we're checking off goals and and making new ones. Right. So that's that's always the goal is it's, everything is dynamic and changing. So it's not just like one time, one check-in, right. everything's the same. Everything's always changing. Yeah. Um, federally, things are changing things in your world are changing. So it's good to just be prepared yeah. for whatever happens. So I have a business trip coming up next year. Um, it'll be my second time, you know, being at a uh, laser conference. Awesome. And so what are some things that I need to think about when, when doing all of that with the business expenses and stuff of, yeah. yeah. So another misconception sometimes people have is when they're traveling for business, they feel like they can write off every single expense related right. to traveling for business. Yeah. Not necessarily true. Mm -hmm. um, it really depends on the amount of the time that the trip is being spent on business. Mm -hmm. So as long as the activity that you are doing is related to developing yourself in that business way, mm -hmm. that would be okay. Mm -hmm. So you're traveling to your travel for mm -hmm. sure. Like any travel that's related to getting you to the hotel that you're staying mm -hmm. at, to the convention that you're doing, getting right. you back, that's fine. Yeah. Um, getting you to a restaurant where you're going to go meet with the speakers mm -hmm. or meet with the participants and have lunch and right. speak about what you yeah. are doing, deductible. Yeah. Um, that meal, deductible. But if now you have this group of people. You guys are going to go do something fun. You're, yeah. You have downtime. Right. Um, say you're in Orlando. Say the conference is right. Orlando. You're going to go to Disney with everybody. Right. That Disney trip would not be deductible, yeah. unfortunately. Right. Even yeah. if everyone's there. Right. Right. Yeah. Even if everyone's there. Even Team if, building. Right. I mean, now we can argue that. Now, if you take a, if you take a Riley Black project trip to Disney, we right. can argue okay. that. But you want to come? On yeah, the boat. Absolutely. Take it on the boat. I'm on the boat. I'm on the Disney trip. See, this is what your accountant is for. <laughs> um, yeah. It's not all taxes. Well, I mean, yeah. so an example was when we went in August, um, it, it's like the, it was almost from the, the moment I landed to the moment I left it, like there were some like fun, I'm mean, a lot of it, all of it was fun for the most part, but like the, we, you know, it was all day at the conference mm -hmm. and then we would all like go to lunch together, go to dinner together. And then we would all like meet afterwards as well at the, we called it the lasers after dark and we would meet by the pool and we were drinking and just hanging out and stuff. But like, we were totally like talking about like work. Like one, one guy was showing me his cutting board engrave mm -hmm. and I was like giving him tips on how he could like improve it and stuff. And I, like, I'm, I was surprised by how on that like five day trip that like 
it felt like 85% of it was like all business related. Oh, and yeah. I mean, especially when it's those several day conferences too, you know, it's not like, Oh, like when we went to Colorado last year, right. um, we scheduled mm-hmm. one podcast while mm-hmm. we were there. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. And maybe we that wasn't, yeah, that wasn't like a business trip, but we did business on there and we right. did make sure to account for that. Um, yeah. and you know, put in like, I think I'm pretty sure we told you guys like we did, you know, one day was spent with the podcast, this day was spent, you know, editing and and that kind of stuff. So we wrote off like a portion of that trip. That's how you would handle Um, that. Exactly. And then the August one, I mean, that was, if not a hundred percent, like kind of just under it because, you know, every, every lunch, every dinner, every like thing, especially with us being, part of the presenters, even if we weren't presenting in that moment, right. These people were still asking us like questions, advice, you know, yeah. whatever. So, and those are those trips where, yeah, probably everything you did was going right. to be deductible right. yeah. Like when it, everything is geared toward like, especially for things like conventions. Yeah. But sometimes people will book a trip to like Puerto Rico and say, <laughs> right. I'm taking a week to, right develop my and, new course and talk, yeah. <laughs> right i and, mean that's not a terrible <laughs> right idea. and I it's some... fine it's <laughs> fine to do it but that's when you would have to do like what you did in colorado you would have right. to determine the amount of time you actually spent right. working and yeah. you would just do a percentage of those expenses so your villa in puerto rico partially deductible right hundred <laughs> percent so we have some courses i need to work on I yeah think we might have a puerto rico trip in our <laughs> yeah and and you know having these conversations is good because you know we're talking about speedboats and and jets <laughs> right, and yeah. puerto rico trips and you know your business is designed to if that is your goal if that's what you want right. your business should be able to provide that right. to you so um dj Khaled lifestyle yeah i am not like um very much so my only rule with like expenses is if you feel confident mm-hmm. like backing it up right. to the IRS or like whatever your goal is, you feel confident that this is what your business needs. I'm here to stand behind you and be your cheerleader. Right. Um, that's why I'm, I'm really excited to be getting more into the profit first coaching and, yeah. and that cash flow management because I, yeah. I just hear the goals that my clients have. And in my head I go, okay, great. Like right. I'm what we just need to do is plan for that. And, and yeah. um, I had a client I went to a holiday party for last night mm-hmm. and I started with them from the beginning. It was just them two starting a business. Mm-hmm. They just had taken care of the registration mm-hmm. and they were like, you know, we want to bring you on so you can help us with the bookkeeping yeah. and, and the finance management and make sure our goals are good. And um, we hope to hire employees one day is what they said. Yeah. And it's been a little bit, I think around two years now. And when I went to their holiday party last night, I think they had about 20 employees there. Wow. And great. I just like told them how proud I was of them. Yeah. And all of their girls were like, um, they don't really know me well because I'm the accountant and behind right. the scenes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like introducing myself to them. And they're like, how long have you been working with the company? I'm like, since the beginning. <laughs> right. Like I've been here since the beginning. And it's it's great to watch it turn into this. And um, they made a comment and they were like, what's our holiday party going to be this year? Like, or next year, how are we going to top that? And I said, well, we can discuss that in our budget meeting. Right. I said, we can, if you have a goal for the a blowout yeah. holiday party at the end of the year to reward your um, employees and, and your right. customers, let's plan for that. How much, yeah. you, how much you want it to be? 10K? Right. All right. right. I got the plan now. Yeah. So um, you want the speedboat? You want the <laughs> right. trip to Puerto Rico? Yeah. Like 
your business is designed to give you exactly what it is. And it doesn't like, we're talking about things that are kind of business geared, but it doesn't even have to be business geared. Um, you just need to make sure you have someone who is, um, pointing you in the direction of profitability, right? like working with you to say, yes, you're moving in this direction or no, you're not moving in this direction because a lot of entrepreneurs on their own don't know really how to tell that for themselves. Yeah. I mean, a lot of us really like at the core are just creative people. Mm -hmm. We're not necessarily, like we almost accidentally became entrepreneurs to a certain extent, either because life threw that our way or because we realized that's what we wanted eventually. Mm -hmm. But a lot of us don't really go into it like with that mindset or have that kind of like brain wiring to know like, okay, what is the next best plan for my business and my goals? Like how do I get there? Right. Yeah. That's so true. (laughs) So one thing I wanted to ask you about was uh, a hot topic that drove us Facebook group admins nuts was when the announcement came out about um, business expenses on like Venmo and PayPal and and those kind of things. And people were, I was shocked by how many businesses were like up in arms about how like, making sure to not put any kind of business related things in in the descriptions and like basically trying to avoid the the taxes that they should already be paying on their business um yeah we had we have one group that was on post approval and there was a lot of them that we either before post approval had to comment and be like you should be paying these anyway if you're a legitimate business or that we rejected because it was just, it was, it was repetitive and people didn't understand that it was something they should be taking care of already. Right. Exactly. So one of those things I like to highlight with using payment processors like Venmo and Zelle, Mm -hmm. they are not designed to be business transaction processors. It says that in all of their terms and agreements. um, And as a business owner, if you're accepting um, business transaction or business deposits with a personal Venmo account or right. a Zelle account. Well, and Venmo business is new. That, yeah, it, that, that just which, happened. Yeah, right. it was just recently, which I signed up for immediately, you right. know, as soon as it became available. But Right. So you're kind of taking a risk when you're doing that. Yeah. Um, but now there is Venmo business and mm-hmm. they have that handy dandy little um, button on there now right. that you can mark for goods or services. Right. And what that, you know, I, I urge people like who are, I know a lot of people tell their clients like, Oh, don't push that and mm-hmm. put an emoji and kind of steer them right. in different mm-hmm. directions. And what I kind of want to tell people on the other side of that is that buttons are designed to protect you. Right. That if you check that off and you say that you're paying for goods and service that protects you, if you don't get that good or service. Right. Um, Cause if you don't, there's, yeah. Because if they don't deliver, there's nothing. Right. They they can't help you. As far as Venmo is concerned, you just sent money to somebody and that's it. There's no business nature involved in it. Right. So, um, yeah, if you're a business owner and you are on um, Venmo business, Mm -hmm. you are on PayPal, what are some other ones? Square, Etsy. Mm -hmm. Right. Those, all of those payment processors are automatically giving you 1099Ks. They always were before. That was always the case. And um, 
that's your income. Like yeah. I, I don't know what to say to people when they don't want to report their income correctly because right. that's, you know, that's like I say, build a schedule C. We're kind of, we're not working with real information mm-hmm. and that's not going to give you any good information to make business decisions off of. Right. Cause we can, if you're going to kind of build this, um, income statement c- yeah. to pay the amount of taxes that you want, we can't have logical conversations about right. that because, yeah. well, especially when you're basically hiding some income. Yeah, not I'm not going to tell you you yeah. can make this expense if you're not showing it on the income statement. But oh no, I'm making this money. Okay, well then, <laughs> right. how am I supposed to right. know where that's coming from? <laughs> right. Like then, I guess I'm just going to have to trust you. So, yeah. um, I just I urge people that you know every dollar earned is a dollar with a tax implication, yeah. and you can either try to hide it and, you know, it's kind of inauthentic Uh and it's not going to show your business and how successful it may truly be. Right. Um, Or you can just do it the right way and you can plan for those taxes and um, you can have an idea of the profits you want to walk away from and, and work toward that. And Mm -hmm. I think that's better. I think coming out of it, you know, kind of knowing where you are is better. Yeah. Um, But another thing I will note about that with the 1099 K's, um, there is likely to be some issued in error and, you know, Venmo payments to people like for lunches or mm-hmm. for just paying them for a ride, like the, anything that's like right. personal in nature to just friends. And right. you're somebody who knows I only use my, that's why like, you know, putting Venmo or emojis in the Venmo transactions is really not helpful anymore. You want to be able to tell people what that was for, right. um, just in case you are issued one in error, right? Because those are not taxable. So yeah. if you are somebody who was issued one in error and you're like, Oh my God, none of this was for business. Business. Right. This is all personal stuff. There's a way to rectify it and just give the 1099k to your accountant and tell right. them this is not. This right. should not be taxable. They'll yeah. take care of it for you. As but you need to be able to back it up. Right. So that's the importance of record keeping and you know when it's for goods and service, market for that. When right. it's not, don't. Right. Because you won't be. Yeah, a lot of people were worried about like um, when they were selling. Um, you know, basically like garage selling when they were getting yeah. rid of stuff from their right. own home or um, they were also worried about it with business because a lot of us like de-stash and stuff and where those are different. Like if you're selling, I guess it'd be like if we're selling an old like playpen, that mm-hmm. wouldn't be taxable. But if I am de-stashing like goods, goods that I bought for my business, would that be like, would that fall into it or... Um, if it's something you're doing for business income, yeah, yeah, you would want to receive that as business income to yourself. Okay. Yeah. Just because that's, you know, that's something you want to track. It's something you want to put in the right box and Mm -hmm. be able to kind of, um, make decisions off that information. And does it make any difference? I guess. So a lot of times when we did, when we de-stash something. Yeah. What, is, what does that mean? So that means, so like, <laughs> say, me now. Right? <laughs> so say I bought 50 sets of coasters Okay. and I pushed out, you know, um, my coasters to my customers and no one really ordered them or only like five people ordered them. And now I have 45 coasters that I don't think I'm ever going to use. And I sell them basically for cheap. Oh, so you're not making a profit off of potentially. Them? So okay. potentially. So like when I stopped doing uh, watch bands, I literally sold off 300 plus watch bands and I 
don't, if, if anything, I broke even, um, or I may have even sold it for less just to want to be able to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. How do you handle stuff like that? Cause a so, lot of times yeah. it is for, uh, there isn't necessarily profit. You're kind of just trying to lessen the, the, expense. the expense because you already paid for it. You're not going to use them. So you kind of want just something to, so that like, okay, maybe I was out 300. Now maybe I'm only out a hundred because I sold them all for someone to cheap for exactly cheap for 200. You're on exactly the right track. So yeah. how we would have, ha- have handled that is okay. You purchased the coasters. We mm-hmm. would have put that to um, your purchases, your cost right. of goods sold. Cause you're going to create a good from it. Right. Um, you have them sitting there. They're in your inventory. You tell us, hey, I bought these coasters for $300. Mm-hmm. I'm not selling them. I'm going to get rid of what I have for two. Yeah. What we would do is just post that deposit mm-hmm. that you made to that same cost of goods sold account, mm-hmm. which then would reduce the account. Mm-hmm. So okay. it would make your expense less, right. which makes your income more. Right. So you're, t- you're paying the tax on it, but right. where you're paying the tax on it is because your net income is higher. Right. You're now, t- you're getting to take more home because yeah. you didn't eat that expense of something you didn't right. use. Yeah. So it not you, I wouldn't necessarily say, oh, you have to, um, accept it as business income. Right. But uh, what I would do is just make sure your expense was reduced. Okay. So it still has the same effect, but it's yeah. not necessarily, you don't but have to stress about when, it. When I send you guys my statements and stuff, it's something that I need to make sure to include in like the email that I sent to you right. guys. Like, okay, that, that $200 wasn't necessarily profit. Sales, that right. $200 You was... would want to know that wasn't your sales. Right. Absolutely. Because it's not, okay. it's not your yeah. main bread and butter. Selling coasters is not what you do. Right. Yeah. So we wouldn't want to include that as your sales because that would overstate that sales amount to right. you. You would yeah. say, oh, I had an additional 200, yeah. but that doesn't that's represent what your sales actually is. Yeah, that's definitely right. something that I could improve on myself as having more track of that on my own instead of just every positive is a sale and every negative is an right. expense to get more into like the, the meat of it. Cause I've definitely right. just stashed a lot of stuff and haven't like, you know, indicated that that was for this or that. Or, right. Cause that yeah. just gives you more clarity because mm-hmm. you might be, if um, everything's going to sales, you might look at that amount and be like, like Ooh, oh, I'm killing it. Right. <laughs> yeah. You might think, cause in your sales, your mind is what you do. Right. So, um, it would just help you divide that more. Like, right. and it would help you say, okay, so my sales are this amount mm-hmm. and my cost of goods sold. It would help you say, okay, so this is actually what I need to purchase right. to make my sales instead of what, if we would have kept that over that over statement in there, yeah. you would look at that and think, oh, I need to make this much in purchases right. without knowing, oh, wait, I already sold back 200 of right. this. Yeah. So you would just be over purchasing again. It wouldn't mm-hmm. give you really good information on really the amount you actually need to purchase for yourself. Right. So that's where that comes in Mm -hmm. handy for you. It just gives you a closer idea of where you actually need to be. And that helps you figure out things like, what can I take right. to pay for the things I like? Yeah. yeah. Like buying your speedboat? Buying yeah. Boat. <laughs> Red or and jet. black, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course. <laughs> I mean, we have to stay true to brand so we yeah. can write off the trips. Hey, if we buy our and own jet, we don't have to worry about being canceled. At all. And <laughs> missing a, a connecting hey, flight. Say and... less. I want to live like CJ Khaled. <laughs> Yeah, I want. Good. I want that. It's that, so funny. I asked. Real... I asked him. Um, I said, "Who? 
who do you like in business or celebrities or in life? Like, who do you look up to and like kind of want to model after? And like, I laughed the first time he said it and he was like, he said, you're going to laugh at me. He's like, but DJ Khaled, he's like, I want that life. And like, you know, and he's so positive. He's positive. He has fun. And he, he like, he's, he's a business, but he also works really hard, really hard. But he also has fun, which is yeah. which I think is, is the main like you you have a business. So not only the for it to pay your bills and everything, but for right. you to, to live life. To have freedom Ab- and absolutely. Fun. So, we're not on this earth to just work right. our butts off. So I'm, we're we're kind right. we're half yeah. joking about the boat and the Disney and right. the plane. But no, only but it would half. really be nice. But, yeah, only yeah. Like, only half. only a little bit because yeah. I legit yeah. would love to like yeah. Even, go to listen, Puerto Rico and plan right. my next course and right. like you know. And if it's not the speedboat, at least like your car with your logo on it. Yeah, yes. you know what I mean, yeah. or, or something like it doesn't have to be the the huge thing. Yeah, because we'd but, love to get our car wrapped. We yeah. wanted to get our car wrapped it, for the podcast. Why why are we killing ourselves in our garage and our workspaces, and not being able to spend our money? Yeah, yeah. I mean, or or. Have fun. The, having yeah. the the like um you know like stashing your money because you're afraid that you can't spend it because you have to pay you have to save for taxes you yeah. have to do this right that's why having someone who's looking after your books is easy because like hey look you can play with this money <laughs> yeah right. we can tell we, you exactly how much have, it is we yeah. have your expenses mm-hmm. covered we have your taxes this is play play money like yeah. do what you want to do whether you want to pay, pay bills with it yeah. or want yeah. to take a vacation or whatever reinvest we, it right, yeah. we got you on this end so go ahead and do what you want to do with this money mm-hmm. yeah you have yeah. exactly the right idea yeah. yeah that's what i i that's what i do with my clients that's i just tell them you know here's what your income is mm-hmm. and i take away because what a lot of people don't know what to do is yeah you have your net income mm-hmm. but what money did you already take from that in right. personal distributions. Yeah. So a lot of business owners don't really realize that when you take personally from your business, you're taking directly from your profit. Right. You're taking from that number that's on the income statement, not right. the number that's in your sales. Right. So I always am careful when I'm t- when people come to me like, oh, we want to give our staff bonuses or right. we want to have a party or we right. want to invest in this new marketing initiative. How much money do we have? Right. I'm also I'm always cognizant to tell them, okay, your income statement is saying this, but you've already taken this in distribution. So if we're looking at cash and you still want to show profitable on your balance sheet, because your balance sheet is what tells your health of your business. Right. If you still want to remain profitable here, here's the number, not this number. Don't look at this number and definitely don't look like this isn't a free for all fund over here. (laughs) Exactly. And definitely don't look at the number that's in the bank account. Right. That is the least accurate number. Yeah. Like people will look in their bank account and go, oh, there's $20,000 in the bank account. That means I have $20,000 to spend. Not true. Right. Right. So that's where your accountant really helps. They can help you zero in on what you have, what you can do for it, what you can do with it and what it's going to translate for your business. Yeah. So it's been a lot. It's been a lot of information. If someone wanted, are you taking new on new uh, businesses and clients? Yeah, we're and- absolutely taking on new clients for the 2023 year. Um, I love working with small businesses like yours, yeah. um, business owners who are interested in growing. They have really good questions. They have really big outlandish goals. I love yeah. the crazy goals. Um, 
and we're also taking on tax preparation clients as well and also profit first coaching. So look out for that launching in January and I'm very excited. It's going to be really awesome. And um, are you strictly to Florida, to South Florida? Can someone like, I don't know, let's say from Chicago reach out to you guys? Yeah. Yeah, So we can work with anybody in any state. Um, I always just recommend when sales tax gets involved that Mm -hmm. you can't either um, inquire with someone from your state or there's awesome programs like Taxstar Avalara who can take mm-hmm. care of it for you. But I'm very, you know, I will talk to anybody. Yeah. I will shoot you in the right direction. Give if it's not direction. something I can help yeah. you with, I love to talk to everybody. So yeah, absolutely. So and we people... obviously highly recommend that. Obviously, so. yeah. yeah. I mean, we're getting a jet in a boat. <laughs> yes, <so>. yes. <laughs> and don't forget the Puerto Rico. Too. We're going to have well, like I a mean, DJ Khaled need... style yeah. music video. Yeah, exactly. We're going to do it all. We'll hire DJ Khaled. I just want to talk to you. He's that kind of guy. So where can people find you? So we're on Instagram. Um, my Instagram is katie.gallo. Or let me let me take it. It might be underscore. Underscore. <laughs> yeah. She checking. knows my Instagram name better than me. Let me tell you what it is exactly. <laughs> I usually like have this written down before a podcast. Really <laughs> and we usually ask, but we totally yeah, forgot to ask. It's because it's in person. We're yeah, not threw used us to off. The, yeah, we're used to like looking at a screen and having the whole priest show. Yeah, we were on um, a podcast last night and then we're they're asking us like what's our next guest or what do we have? coming up and i was like oh we have an in-person guest tomorrow and jungle like, i just stay quiet because it's live and then after all i'm like you know it's in person tomorrow <laughs> which is a whole different level of yeah. preparation and, i love yeah. it <laughs> so my instagram is katie gallo underscore group so it's k-a-t-i-e-g-a-l-l-o underscore group so that's my instagram and you can also find our website um www.thegallogroup.net and we're also on Facebook, The Gallo Group, Inc. Nice. Well, and if you go to their site, you might see some pictures or the Instagram. There's a fancy little uh, sign in the background <laughs> of some of those pictures. And uh, myself and Tony, um, the guy from that made the Kerf tool, mm-hmm. he helped me. We kind of collabed on that and made a pretty awesome sign we for you guys. We love it. It's and amazing. Every time it's in a picture or like a story, I'm like, ah, we made that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's totally in my background when I like do Zooms. Yeah. Like it's, it's always there. And everybody compliments it. Like everybody's yeah. like, where did you get that? Right. What is that? We always tell them who. We yeah. send them your way. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely the coolest piece we have in there. Yeah. Well, and, um, something I want to talk about offline, which maybe we can talk about again later. You do some like networking and stuff too, as well, like in local South Florida, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a goal for my of mine for next year, which is like way outside my comfort zone because like I have anxiety. I t- <laughs> I said it the last night that like wind gives me anxiety, which basically means everything does. Um, so, but it's a goal that I want. Just like finding people who can help you do the things you can't do. And mm-hmm. again, you're supporting small business or um, other women owned businesses and, you know, p- more people again to reach out to us if they need something as well. So just yeah, getting that relationship. You yeah. Know, I ways. love networking. Um, I like what you said when you're like networking gives you anxiety. It gives me anxiety too. Yeah. <laughs> and like the kind of the old style networking where it's like you go to lunch and you uh-huh. sit around with people right. you don't know. Right. Like it's super oh. awkward. That does not resonate with me very well, yeah. but I have found a very gr- um, good group of women mm-hmm. um, here in South Florida. The group is called Get Elevated. Mm-hmm. Um, I can send you the yeah, information definitely. and for anyone listening, check it out. Um, it's a group of women owned business owners and um, women 
um, entrepreneurs. Yeah. And it's great. And it's um, very organic. It's more everyone kind of talking and helping each other with yeah. um, different kind of business, not issues, but just kind of like things, like things yeah. we're feeling scared about, things right. we have questions about, uh, really cool things we have going on to share with everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's a really supportive group. And, um, you know, not only just that group I have, but just other women and other um, professionals in my life. Um, don't be afraid to yeah. make those friendships. Like, right. And um, if it's organic, it'll form right. And yeah. don't worry about having to go to the stuffy things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it does not sound fun to me. No. But like, I also want to get out there. But then yeah. it's like finding that happy medium between getting out there, but then also something that really like fits with you and your personality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's it's uh, it's a world out there. Yeah. <laughs> this business world. But right. once you find your tribe and your people to support yeah. you, it's it's a lot easier. Yeah. yeah, we need to find him a tribe. He doesn't have like a like a business no, tribe. No, I mean really. it's, it's just really the uh, laser world. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. with like like Heather, Emily. Mm-hmm. You know, we just we just kind of talk. I'm kind of like outside of the um, of the conversation and mm-hmm. and who, people who we talk with here. Mm-hmm. You know, and it and has been motivating to right. start my own because I was never really. I mean, I tried. I had a few times where yeah. I tried to have my own production thing, mm-hmm. but it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. I think it was more so of like, like you said, like the people around you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't have that, so I was like starting, like completely starting it by yeah. myself. Yeah, with no guidance, with along no the guidance, way. Yeah. with no like real plan, mm-hmm. and it always like just failed, but partially never really took off. Yeah, right? for it to fail, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. those so, things are tough. Yeah, those yeah. things are really tough. Yeah, and also with with the video world, people you know, have, have a certain like price and time in their head, which mm-hmm. aren't realistic. Right. So, so, cause, cause it's not like, like a Tumblr that you can see, you know, so you see a cool video, you don't know what, what it goes, what goes, goes into, into it, it in the background. Yeah. Right. I can yeah. relate to so, that with accounting. People, yeah. Yeah. people give me that too. Cause it's right. information. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's like, if you want a, a, a cheap product, I can give it to you cheaply, right. but it's not going to look like what you have in your head. Right. right. Because that takes time and takes, you know, stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, we could have a whole nother episode where we talk about, about like pricing together, mm-hmm. yes. pricing oh, your value. We totally yeah. should because yeah. I mean that's something that like I still struggle with. You know, three Everyone four years with. into this, mm-hmm. and like you know, recently I did um, twenty two awards for a local um, Miami like food blog, and she's also become like a friend of mine. But then this last year when I did it, you know, when so I've done it for for three years. She was one of my first big bulk like clients Mm -hmm. when I started my business. Um, And I've been doing it, you know, every year since then. And this year I was like, you know, I think I'm really, really underselling myself. And I just, all the work that goes into it, my, my brain does two things. It it looks at something and it's like, oh, that's simple. But then it it underestimates really all that goes into it. And And then about everything else, all of your overhead. Right. And so, you know, I posted one of the awards in one of my groups and I was like, okay, you know, just how much would you charge for this award? Yeah. And it was 50% higher than what I was charging. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh shit. Like I knew I was undercharging, but I didn't really realize like how much, um, and so just things like that, like, you know, I need to be smarter about that with, you know, cause my time is so limited. Mm-hmm. I really need to be charging what, 
what it's worth so that I can also grow as my business too. Because if I'm charging 50% less on everything, I'm going to be working my ass off yep, for just half to break the even. Profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, especially since we have like big goals and stuff that right. we want to accomplish, getting my pricing right will be, you know, huge in getting to that faster. I can help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can help. So I think, um, I think we should have like, Maybe not quarterly, but maybe yearly right, um, yeah. podcast with you. Yeah, I mean, this is, yeah, or twice a year or something. Yeah. It was yes. super fun. Yeah, and like, it's great just information. very informative, even mm-hmm. for us. For us. Yeah. So I'm sure you guys taking away stuff as well. Yeah. Um, get yourself. Um, what, what would be the term? Accountant? A bookkeeper? Yeah. 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 So um, an accountant is more um, like tax preparation, Mm -hmm. tax planning. You're going to want to talk to an accountant. Bookkeeper is good for like your data entry, your Mm -hmm. day to day. Um, Some people are both like me. I'm an accountant bookkeeper, so I can take care of both. Some bookkeepers you may find don't do taxes or not Mm -hmm. accountants. Some accountants you may find are not interested at all in doing bookkeeping. So you have to find the professional that works for you because there's some people who do their own bookkeeping who are like, okay, I don't need someone to take care of that. There's some people. just use somebody for taxes or. Exactly. There's some people who want to offload it all. So yeah. (laughs) Find what works for you. Get yourself a financial team. Yeah, exactly. Financial financial team. team. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for spending some time with us here in the studio. Thank you guys for listening as always and get yourself a financial team. Yeah, yes. thanks for having me. It's been another great <laughs> episode of the Riley Black Project with Crystal and John. Bye. Bye. Maybe we're all done. <laughs>